This is Comic Picks by the Glick. And I'm your host, Jason Glick. How are you doing, Jason Glick? I'm doing just fine, John. Yourself? Oh, I've been better. But hey, this show isn't about my life. <laughs> yeah, well, not, not yet anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not until... Hey, it would be if somebody decided they were going to, uh, you know, uh, turn it into a graphic novel or a series that would come out every week. But yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, or until you get your own podcast blog, which, yeah, hey, could is happening in the future, I hear. Uh, yes, to be revealed, coming up. <laughs> we'll see what happens here, but uh, yes. And, uh, you know, just to let our listeners know, soon we will be also having a, a website redesign for your lovely podcast, sir. Yeah, podcast and blog, and it's going to be basically be like the, our webcasts, our uh, podcast and uh, blog version of a new shiny new number one issue of the kind that that um, I get annoyed so much by how Marvel how uh, Marvel and DC like to pull pull these out. But hey, it's like you know I've done it once, so hopefully the theory is that you know hey, maybe I won't need to do this again. Oh. So so but we'll we'll see how that how that goes. And if you're listening to this from the uh, Libsyn side of things, and you already know which way we're going, exactly. So what do you have on tap for us tonight, sir? Okay, well, as the um, slightly fancy uh, name of this title, uh, podcast title implies, I'm going back to um, a, s- a series that I've originally done a podcast about, um, Bukurano Hours. Um, I originally talked about back in March of t- 2011, which is the virtual eternity by how um, you know the internet measures time. And um, it's like I, it's like, and I talked about this series when I had like you know when the first three volumes had come out. And I was ready to. I figured, hey, you know, you only need like three volumes or you know, three ser- three series from a uh, from a creator in order to do a s- podcast about. But you know, now we've reached the end of the series, and I find myself wanting to you know to, to um go back, do the full reread, and give my thoughts on the uh, series as a whole. Now, this, now this series is, is um has had a the manga has had a long shadow cast over it. Um, by, by the anime, if you've been reading my um, blog posts on this over over the years, and I originally um, came to know it from this um, other anime series, uh, anime adaptation of uh, of a work by its creator, uh, Mohiro Kito. Um, Kito originally did a series called um, uh, Narutaru or Shadow Star, going by its um, English um, appropriated name from the Dark Horse manga, which basically had a um, had a thir- uh, twelve episode, twelve or thirteen episode run. That um, was one of the most traumatizing series I've seen um, while watching anime. Not so. Basically, it had had you know. It's basically taken on this kit on the on like the ET kind of genre of you know kids finding a, uh, a, a uh, an otherworldly um, alien who will like you know be their friend and do whatever they want. And you know there are some of these kids who you know well you know being kids and all they'll just do just they'll find um, ways to just make these aliens and friends of theirs do just about anything regard um like anything you know including kill and maim and whatnot and um the series turned out to be you know not just traumatizing just for those for those parts but also for the for the cruel um bullying scenes as well which is holy crap some of this stuff was really hard to take but it's also kind of like but it's also like you know like compelling in a sick way in the sense that you know what's going to happen next and so when my buddy um, David and I, we were um, still watching Dom Anime on a regular basis, when we heard that, um, oh, um, they're doing another series from from manga adapted by the same guy, okay, we got to watch this because 
holy shit, you know, like the uh, experience we got from watching Narutaru, it's like, it's like, well, like, what's the Bokurano going to offer? I mean, this is a series where, you know, these were a bunch of kids on a, uh, high, on a um, junior high, junior high kids on a nature trip wind up um, being contracted to, um, you know, fight, um, you know, fight battles with a giant robot, but at the end of these battles, they die because the monster, because the um, giant robots using their life force as its power. Um, you know what? How that's going to be? That's going to make the recipe for just like even more traumatizing and compelling entertainment than along the lines of what we got with Naruto. Now, thing is though, the series was um, at least in my book infamous for the fact that it's that its director, um, Hiroyuki Morita. Um, best known up, to, up until that point for directing um, The Cat Returns from Studio Ghibli, um, basically went on record as saying he hated the manga and basically wanted to find a way to save the kids you know, from, from their fate. And th- this went out around episode 9 or so, and um, we figured, okay, that, and at that point you can kind of see a uh, trend of the series from going from some of the more um, traumatizing parts to being something more warm and fuzzy and conventional. Um, as I've as I've read from the um, news exchanges on Anime News Network, apparently um, creator um, um, Kito gave the uh, okay for um, for Marita to do this on the grounds that hey, yes, you can say them, don't use magic. So you know, which hey, I, I can I can deal with that. That's that's a good enough re- reason to say. But the thing is, I've been reading when I um so when I started reading the series, I've figured okay, now we're gonna get the series unfiltered. You know, we're going to see all the um, traumatizing, hard-to-read stuff that that you know that um, Morita didn't want to put in the uh, in the anime in the manga because the manga was always the manga for just about any series is always more violent, more fanservice-y, more um, it's like more brutal than it's than the uh, the anime adaptation. And um, you know, and I've been writing pretty regularly about this series, and it's. And I've been I've been generally attending, even though I've had my issues with it, and I'm rereading. And so let me get to the review proper for this. And rereading it, you know, I still feel that the uh, that the journey the journey was definitely worth it. Volume eleven is does offer up a worthy um, end to this end of the series, but also um, it let's see it also, but um, but. The most um, entertaining or interesting parts of the series are when it goes in the, you know the uh, into into directions that um, you you don't expect um, most um, mecha shows to go to. Case in point, the um, let's see the um, part the parts in volume volumes one and two where you've got um, Masaru, the kid who um, his his dad's a big time business contractor, and him he just. And when he gets the chance to pilot things, he just goes and just just, just stomps all over the the um like um the environment like the cityscape environment where they're fight where they're fighting because like you know these these battles take place you know where the kids it's like where the kids are and he says hey you know these these kids are just kind of like uh, he, and um and Masaru figures hey you know it's like these people aren't chosen like my dad who's like a big shot and um. So, so hey, so who cares if they die? And that's an attitude you don't see very often in in mecha series. I mean, uh, acknowledging the fact that um, you know that there are people who die in whenever the buildings blow up and in the collateral damage. I mean, that's you don't see that in just about any kind of mecha series. Period. But then, but then for um, Masaru to take the uh, idea that hey, you know these people don't matter, and hey, I'm fight, I'm fighting the battle here. That's that's even taking things a step further. 
And, um, of course, um, really, Kito kind of shows his hand here when, um, it's like when um, Masaru um, winds up accidentally killing his dad in the process of this. And it shows you that, you know, yes, um, that there is that um, Kito does have a moral center in this series. And he, there are certain lines that he's not quite, not quite willing to cross. That, um, you know, that, you know, there is, it's like there, there are some things that, you know, there is a moral. The series does have a moral compass, and it more often than not points points north. More often than than not, well, not more often than not, just about always does. Anyway, but then you also got the uh, get the, the part where I talked I talked about in the uh, it's like in my previous podcast when you get to volume three, and then you get to uh, let's see when you get to oh um Isao. Um, Salazar, and you know, it's like I just want to um, reiterate this. I'm pretty sure I talked about this in my previous podcast. Is that you know, like Shinji Ikari gets a whole lot of shit um, for for not having any balls um, in terms of like you know just doing the right thing and, and fighting the fighting the um, angels in Evangelion. But if you really want to see um, what it looks like for a character to have um, complete and total fear and cowardice when it comes to fighting the aliens. Read volume three and witness um, Isao's arc. He just cannot deal with the fact that he he is going to die and that he is going to have to fight these um giant other these other this other giant robot in order to save all of humanity from being wiped out. And um he just completely loses his shit, and it's only through the um really brutal um um acts of um. Two of his, um, two of the uh, other other cast members, that um, that the, the, the um, human race uh, managed to avoid managed to avoid being wiped out in these, it's like in the in this battle. So yeah, that's something that something like that, you know, just just that pure abject fear and just not being able to deal with things. Yeah, you know, again, that's something you don't see like in like in the mecha genre. It's like I mean, it's all always, always the kid winds up manning up in the end when he realizes what's at stake and that he who overcomes his issues and does the right thing. You know, it, even like even Shinji does this at, at, at the end like, in, in Evangelion. It's like whenever he runs away, he always comes back and um like, and saves and saves the day in the end. If you want to see what happens when that doesn't happen when the character doesn't have the have the guts to do that, um volume through Bocarano. But then he ups the stakes even more when um it's like well, um, for the pilot who um does take up after um Isao um Chizuru, she uses it as a score settling um device. As um she what she had a relationship with her with her junior high teacher, and it's one of those oh it's like yeah it's like yeah it's like okay it was everything was great until he passed her off to his friends and they had her way with her. So she's got reasons to um to get, to get even, and she does that um. It's like in her in her battle as well, but unfortunately, it's like the um, things don't go as easily because you know the road to vengeance is not a straight line, and she re- and, she, and her efforts are ultimately stymied by the fact that if she was going to have her revenge, she would um, she would have to kill her sister in the process. So it's so yeah, that's the kind of that's the kind of method the Bokurano off um, operates under. And it's like even though it's like it's it's like. It's like even though it's like it, it teases it, no it doesn't tease I mean it's like it shows it shows that you it's willing to go to certain 
lengths. But at the same time, you're not going to get it's like now that he's um, established, you know, these particular things. Like what happens when a kid doesn't um, have the guts to pilot this thing? What happens when a pilot uses it to settle scores? Then um, Kito falls back on you know the kids. Just you know, you know how are they going to fight fight these things? It does kind of. I mean, they just you've got their own, their own personal, it's like you know personal struggles. I mean, you've got um, Kunihiko who um, has. Let's see who was who we're told was originally going to use the um, the mecha as a score settling um, method, but dude has one of the most respectable and honest faces like in the series, and I just don't believe it because you know it's like he's just um, like he winds up he, um, in a kind of like a in a love in a love triangle with um, his best friend and the girl they both like. And um, the resolution to his arc is kind of, is very O. Henry esque in the sense that you know yes he's that he um he's, he he is he's a lot, he saves them he saves his best friend but at the same time you know does it in a way that you know doesn't allow him to be with the girl that he li- that he likes anyway he also kind of crucially misunderstands the whole the whole situation as well and um, that's the other thing because like, you know after the whole um, Isaro um, Chizuru arc. Um, all of the kids afterwards, I don't know if they were, they were just, um, you know, shocked into just, you know, okay, this is how we have to be for the rest of the series. But we, the series, they are kind of like, you know, not not really saints, but just, you know, really good, honest people. And so, you know, that it's, it, the series does kind of fall into a, a kind of a, okay, you know, there are these, you know, we've got these kids, they've got their um, agendas, you know they they're gonna they're gonna try the best to sa- save the world no matter what. I mean you've got um bits where um you know Yosuke who's the um the sad sack kid who's bit lot in life is basically bullied by everyone, and um he's it's like and he um and he has to like you know he has one of the um he has a great cliffhanger where he has to where he winds up dealing with the um ch- teacher who was um who was in the relationship with Chizuru, and um but. And while his interactions with the teacher are really kind of, are really interesting, um, the uh, talking heads bit with the um, with their military liaison afterwards are just kind of like you know, okay, yeah, it's like he, yeah, we realize that you've got to like you know justify uh, you know you know taking the life of another pilot in order to save the universe, save save our Earth, but at the same time, um, you're like the dialogue here is just so verbose and boring and just kind of like taking a really long time to get to a conclusion that we already knew. So there. And, um, it's like, and that's kind of like the case with, um, most everyone, most everyone else. I will say though, that as this, that I'm um, rereading this series, um, two, two of the characters, um, Jun and, um, Koyemshi. Koyemshi is there, um, you know, mouse like, um, like avatar that um got gui- that guides them through these uh it's like like through these uh um com- um fights with other with see with with other with other robots for the uh for the fate of their fate of, fate of their earth um they it's like um i i wrote in the blog that um that the fight where um Jun's um little sister um go like um like enters into a contract to be one of the pilots that it didn't really engender like a lot of sympathy for for the character in the sense that you know John had been kind of like a dick throughout the entire series, and um his and the uh, 
scene right there, just in the uh, events of that that particular volume, just kind of like, felt like he he was trying to force a change in the character's um, mindset. Rereading the series, um, I realized that you know he did that Kito did actually do uh, more to um, soften Jun's approach or mindset as the series went on. And I see, and I like, and I like that. I'm actually, like rereading it, um, his his encounters with um, with his sister, um, at, like as she as he finds out that she um, not that she is one of the pilots, but also the fact that he's not actually her blood related sister that he's adopted. That um, it's it yeah, it's like, it's actually kind of like heartbreaking to see him. You know, this guy who's just like you know has has no problem with, you know, beating his sister because he's upset to have him actually just, you know, suddenly realize that I can't do this because she's not my sister and she's going to die. That's actually, that's actually kind of heartbreaking. And then you've also got Koyemshi who is even more unsympathetic than, um, Jun, but when his sister, um, Yoko, um, agrees to fight to um, enter into a contract and become one of the pilots that will fight for the fate of this earth, it's like, it's like he just kind of loses loses his shit in his own his own particular way and um it's like and one and indirectly as a result of that and as a result of the um, relationship that he that Yoko and Jun um um create it's like he winds up losing her as as a result so and and even then like there's like I said re rereading this this the series did soften some of my um more pointed point criticisms as I've written on the blog. And um, it's like, it's like, really, it's like, you know, getting up to uh, volume volume 10, which does that great um, bit of settling accounts and it's like, and catching up everyone up on what, on the after effects of the, uh, it's like, of what happened to the families of the kids that um, gave their lives. So piloting this mecha, it's like, that was, that's, it's really one of the volume series high points. What I still can't get around is the fact that the teacher who um it's like who had sex with Chizuru and then passed her off to his friends escapes basically scot free. I mean, we're given, you know, the excuse that you know that her dad, you know, could press charges, but at the same time, because of what his daughter did, you know, the chaos she caused in um you know trying to get revenge kind of like negated that um that kind of approach, you know, that he's saying he lost you lo- he lost the moral high ground. In other words, and I say, fuck that. So you know the mil- This is like the military was well aware of what was going on here. They should have just you know had some guys show up at his place, shoot him in the gut, watch him die, and um, then go and then just you know like, and then that would have you know given us you know some, you know you know some closure as well. I can see what um, Kito was trying was going for here. You know, since it's yeah, you know it's like you know, it's you know. Just who has moral superiority here? Like who? How how can you just you know like properly achieve vengeance with that kind of feeling? But um, it's it's not satisfying. The fact that this guy gets away gets basically has sex with a girl and ruins her life. Um, just does not sit well with me at all. Anyway, but um, getting on to the final volume. The final volume is basically um, Jun. You know, step, steps up and um, gets gets to be the pilot, and um, but also has to say um, say goodbye to his dad as well because you know his dad has now lost two kids as a result of this of this mecca, and um, just what his dad goes through is just really heartbreaking. But even then, you know, 
Kito's not pitiless in showing that you know that his dad still has something to live for after all this is said and done. But um, with Jun's final battle, it's an away match, and um, see, and um, it takes place on another on another Earth, and um, and and Jun does um, after he gets his head in the game, he, um, he manages to um, to get the upper hand on the on the uh, on the other mecha, but just before he can finally you know, strike the killing blow, one of their um, one one of the um, the opposing side's Koyemshi, um shows up and um, lets them know that you know there's something going on here. But then, so when um, Jun opens up the uh, like the cockpit for the other team, so he sees a guy who just is like elated that that he is that the um, cockpit isn't opened, and then he disappears. So now. Um, Jun is faced with uh, the whole needle in a haystack approach as to how to deal with this, and I like the idea that it's implied that you know that that um, Koyemshi is suggesting to Jun that hey you know this is a trap here we've got to just got to just go and take them out right now. But because of all the stuff he's done through the course of the series, Jun just can't trust him. So I I can I can get that, but at the same time it still feels just a bit contrived because of what um, Jun has to do in order to. Um, you know, solve this problem with you know this this pilot who's disappeared, and you know he has to kill him in order to save his save his Earth. Well, um, if anyone's listened, I don't know um, if this is where they got it from, but any fans of um, Megadeth, specifically uh, you know Countdown to Extinction and the song Captive Honor, there's a bit in bit in the song where um where they go you know if you kill a man, you're a murderer. Kill many, you're a conqueror. Kill them all. And ooh, you're a god. In this part, um, in this final volume, Jun puts in his candidacy for godhood. We don't know how far he gets, but um, we get to see how he deals with it and his ultimate acceptance of see, of his role within the uh, within the group that he had shunned for so long. On one hand, so I mean, like. I, I I get what he's, I, I it I see what um Kito is going for and it gen, and it generally works, um the fact that you know, it's kind of like a um it's, it feels very mechanical in the sense that you know this happens and this happens and this happens, it's like it's not quite as satisfying as it should as it should have been, but at the same time though you know understanding the enormity of um what he has to do, um does go a long way towards um making making us accept this. And also, I will give, give Kito, Kito credit for the fact that the uh, the um, character design he does for the for the um, pilot who jumps off is genuinely creepy, and set, and does sell you on the fact that you know this guy, this guy ain't all there. He's got issues. It's like, in fact, he's got real issues. So, but then, um, then you get to the uh, final, the final chapter, Koyemshi, and then um, you, and then you find out that just, you know, hey. Um, there are some, I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm not asking for the whole, um, mythology of, um, Bokurano to be explained, you know, why there is this, um, system in place to, um, eliminate parallel earths, um, by giant robot battles. Hey, I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, I've read, um, reading Jonathan Hickman's, um, Avengers, I can accept this as just kind of like a universal, universal system. This is just something that, Hey, you know, it's part of the universe, you know, it's, just you know, making sure that you know we like there's enough variety in the multiverse for for Earths to uh, for um, individual Earths to you know, thrive and um, 
see and and develop in their their own way without without a whole lot of redundancy. Um, but you know, as far as you know, bits like how you know how koyamshis are are made and you know how one stops being one, you know, that might have been nice for the uh, final chapter, considering it shows you um, that um, the koyamshi that um, we've been following, well, he has learned a thing or two. You know, from the from the from his experiences here, and yeah, I kind of I do I do kind of like that, and um, it does kind of basically the series ends with um, him leading a new group of characters with hopefully the chance to do things um, better or at least less traumatically than um see than that had been done before, and I can I can access I can accept that, and before I forget, um, I will say that the um, I expressed um. Deep, deep concern that um, the appearance of a um, character thought dead at the end of Volume Ten um, was kind of a uh, you know a cheat, but it turns out that hey you know it turns out to be a, a very very simple thing that isn't explained clearly um, in the series because you know hey with all these parallel Earths it stands to reason there will be you know a couple doubles of certain characters you know as a series you know at, at, as they go on and it turns out that this one. Um, was just um, sent off into hammer space or something, like before the, uh, you know, before things, before um, before the start of the series. So overall, I mean, I I did enjoy Bokurano. I it's like the, uh, like I said, it has a, it, ha- it has a has a compelling premise, premise, but also at the same time, you know, it doesn't. I mean, like you know, the threat of like constant threat of kids, you know, dying as a result of their um, you know, involvement with this mecha. I mean, it seems like you know, it was such so shocking that you know, that um, Kito didn't that um, Kito didn't feel the need to you know really take the series in um, really unexpected directions, or that the pushback for when from when he did was um, was um, far greater than he expected. So we just kept things more conservative, you know, as as the series went on. Oh, and he's also got a he's apparently got some real issues with um, with America as well. It turns out, or our particular um, feelings of exceptionalism as a scene with the arc where um, one of the uh, robots takes up, takes up root in Hawaii and um, starts its hand starts taking things out. Apparently also apparently in the uh, world of in the history of Bokurano, um, Japan beat America in some sort of conflict that is not clearly explained, but they got nukes along the way. So there's that. So, but um, you know, aside from this stuff, I mean, Bokurano is still an interesting character study for you know what, for, for seeing kids thrust into adult positions and having to deal having to having to deal with you know the the fear of death and um how to and how to fight um how to fight a giant robot with the um like with um the with the means they have at their their disposal i i enjoyed it i do wish that we had gotten um more um parts where that we, that um show the kids to be so the majority of the kids to be less than saints, but um, but what we got, I was, I I, I was still entertained by. John, um, any any thoughts on your end as you're listening over there? Um, well, outside of the fact that uh, why is Mecca? Why do Mecca series always have to have a shonen, like boy just. I, I've never. Really... Oh no! There's there's like plenty of girls on this series as well. Sure. I mean... uh, well, maybe maybe I should rephrase it. Why does it have to be so 
Like, why is it the adults aren't the ones that have to do it? I mean, it's a common theme in so many of these. So, <laughs> it's <laughs> a, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I enjoy that. But still, it's just kind of like, well, you know, um, what about Mecha piloted by adults? <laughs> well, I mean, there are, there is, I mean, at one point, some of the adults do sign up. But um, things happen to them. Um, bef- things happen to at least to one of them before, like before it happens. Before they before the, their number comes up, yeah. And also, there's even like I said, there's not a lot of um, exposition into the mythology of the the mecha themselves. Um, like, there it is one of the things that is tossed off at one point is the fact that the um, apparently these these mecha are stronger with um, the, the younger their pilot is. Oh, I understand and completely. Um, so. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, and, you know, I've seen, I've seen that as well. The adults are incompatible, therefore we have to use them. So, yeah. it's a, you know, that, you know, you can pair that right along with that same concept. Not that it's bad, it's, it's execution. It's all about the execution of a series. So, anyway. What do you have for us next time, sir? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's it for right now, but, um... Next up is the finale for another series that I've been talking about um, for for a little while. Um, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips Fatal, and um, while everyone loves that series, um, you know it's like I think it's you know just uh, I think it just goes to show that you know like a okay um, series from these creators is still better than other people's best efforts. All right, well, I guess uh, we'll have to. Wait on pins and needles until the next podcast arrives. Damn straight you will. All right. And we'll talk to you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. Bye. Bye.